This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. It's Wednesday. I'm here. I am here. I was uh, kind of debating whether I was going to be here or not because it's uh, kind of a rough night. I don't know if it's allergies, cold, whatever. It's not COVID, by the way. And no, I it, you, no, I will not get a stupid uh, booster. What are they? They t- Literally, I heard uh, on our anchor station, WCBM in Baltimore, the Maryland Department of Health is talking about the fourth-generation booster for the Omicron variant DR2D2 or something. I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, shut up. Uh, the president of the United States said the pandemic is over, and, and his little toady, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is now trying to do a little CY wrinkly A. And uh, no, you know what? If it's over, it's over. Done, done, done. You know what else I'm done with? I'm done with uh, Joe Biden as the president. How about that? Done. Done, done. Done with this nonsense. Done with this economy. Done with this transgender crap being taught in schools. Done with this open southern border that's ruining our country. Done with the lies. Done with being called a uh, 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 someone who spreads disinformation and misinformation when I try to to uh, share my uh, informed opinion. Done with voter fraud and vote stealing. Done with the FBI, the CIA, the CDC, the HHS, the IRS. All of these corrupt swamp dwelling morons in Washington D.C. who are like making life hell for all of us. Done. Are you done? I think you're about done too. And then Letitia James, the AG of the uh, of the state of New York, has filed a $250 million lawsuit against Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, and the Trump Organization alleging fraud. Now, she went into office with one goal in mind, and that was to find a man and then find a crime. She's alleging that Donald Trump uh, overinflated the value of uh, property, I guess, that he has. Kind of like Joe Biden says the uh, the economy's doing really well, and he uh, he uh, oversells the uh, the uh, gigantic drop in inflation of 0.1 percent two months ago. Kind of like that. This is uh, Letitia James on the day after she was uh, she was sworn in as the AG of NY. And Letitia James, sworn in on Tuesday, has made clear that among her biggest targets will be President Trump and his business practices. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. After all... No, wait, 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 wait. That almost sounds kind of like election denial there. 
And uh, I believe that we can't say that, uh, you know, the 2020 election was stolen. That's kind of weird. Trump's company is headquartered in New York. And so was his 2016 campaign. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump and his abuses, abuses against immigrants, against women, against our environment. Among okay, tell me, tell me exactly what abuses there were. Please tell me what abuses, honestly. The many items that James has said she will look into, Trump's finances and his real estate holdings, including any potential... See, this is what they want to do with you and the, uh, the uh, 87,000 IRS agents. In case you didn't understand, uh, this woman is a political tool. This woman was elected on the premise of going after someone, even though there were no charges, there was no evidence, just digging, just to find anything. One line in a tax return, one line in anything, and this sort of nonsense has to stop. We're seeing this crap with ATF agents visiting gun owners around the country right now, walking up and saying, hey, man, we just saw that you bought whatever. Can you show it to us? When that happens, you say, show me your warrant. When they say don't, they don't have a warrant, you say, GTFO, get off my porch. Get the hell off my porch porch. Here's uh, Letitia James this morning. And by the way, she wants to permanently bar Trump from doing business in New York. And if I were Donald Trump, I'd say, you know what? Good, good. New York and you can go straight to hell. Following a comprehensive three-year investigation by my office. Yeah, she hasn't really gone after anything else. Uh, you know, life in New York is awful. They were uh, uh, completely unconstitutional mandates. There's still mandates going on in the state of New York. There are people still being fired for not having a vaccine, despite the fact that the president of the United States said the pandemic is over. None of that matters. None, nothing else in the state of New York matters than this. Including witnesses, interviews with more than 65 witnesses, and review of millions of documents that were submitted by Mr. Trump and others. I am announcing that today we are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. Now, uh, nobody has said a damn thing about Pfizer or Moderna or they're uh, uh, working with Fauci and the NIH and the CDC and the HHS to enrich about 195, uh, no, 1,100 Members of those organizations, uh, Anthony Fauci is not saying anything about royalties that they got during the uh, the pandemic to uh, to push a vaccine that nobody really wanted after about a year or so. None of that. And I, you know what I say? Bring it. Just bring it. Bring it. Bring it. And I hope that uh, I hope that Donald Trump and his family and his attorneys uh, just just uh, uh, literally. I mean, no, no, figuratively. Uh, uh, Pound, pound the uh, snot out of her lawsuit. Because, honestly, this is just the latest iteration of what's happening nationally. This is the weaponizi weaponization of the uh, legal system of against political enemies. And I think we're about done with it. And then you got Joe Biden using uh, words of war against us, calling us fascists, calling Trump supporters MAGA Republicans who want to destroy the democracy. We don't have a democracy, that aside. They, he, he has literally said that we are the enemy. 
And uh, this has been repeated before in history. This has been said before in history with Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler. I can go on and on. You're saying that you're being uh, 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 inflammatory. No, not the case. Because you know what? Just because you uh, you live in cul-de-sac America, just because you live in a city in America, just because you have a $1,200 phone, just because you only have to work three days a week in the office, doesn't mean the same sort of crap can't happen again. Because you know what? I hate to tell you this. China, uh, in its in its large uh, industrial centers, is as uh, advanced as we are. Are technologically, they build our phones, by the way, and uh, they're right in the middle of their own Uyghur Holocaust. You don't think they want to bring that here? Oh, hell yeah, they want to bring that here. And if you don't see it by now, then seriously, step back and let us do the fighting. Let us do the fighting. And then we've got a southern border that is open. Five million people have come across it. We just found out that two million have come across the border since January. You tell me why. If it's not to destroy the country, if it's not to cause chaos, if you, if you look at this and you see 107,000 people died of, uh, of overdoses, these are young people, the best and brightest, and I say this because they're being poisoned intentionally by fentanyl that is being hidden in prescription meds. And then the sex trafficking of children and women and the indentured servitude of young men coming across the border who will have to uh, become drug dealers and work for the cartels. And then Venezuela emptying its prisons across our border, making the Muriel boat lift uh, uh, from Cuba in the 1970s look like nothing. If I were the president of the United States, and I'm not, I would tell the leaders of Venezuela and Mexico, first was Venezuela, you open one prison door and release one inmate. We find that inmate in our country. We send targeted drone strikes, missile strikes, airstrikes at your capital and all of your government infrastructure. Mexico, shut the border down or we end all trade and all travel to Mexico. Done, done, done. Fix it. We're tired of being bee-slapped by third-world hellholes. And all of this is happening while you suffer. Recent estimates, both from uh, uh, members of the U.S. Joint Economic Committee and NerdWallet, indicate the average American household may have to spend as much as, depending on what state you are, $11,500 a year just to maintain the same standard of living as in previous years. Price of eggs up 40%, gasoline up 25%, health insurance up 24 I thought Joe Biden was going to fix that health insurance thing, and I thought Barack Obama was going to fix it. Oh, I guess it was just a big campaign promise, and uh, it's still, uh, you know, it's still crap. Gas prices, hey guys, we are almost to twice as much as it was when John, Donald Trump was president, so all hail the dear leader. And when I was driving up uh, to, to my brother's uh, uh, life celebration over the weekend... Farmers and truckers still have to pay $5 a gallon for diesel. Consumer inflation over 2021 was 8.3%. But our dear leader, he says that it's not that big a deal. Here he is in the uh, the love fest with Scott Pelley uh, over the weekend on 60 Minutes. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better 
and faster. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Please do. Inflation rate month to month was just um, uh, uh, just an inch, hardly at all. It's only up uh, one-tenth of one percent uh, after, uh, well, a uh, 1,000 percent increase in inflation when he took over. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you're, maybe I can make a sound. It sounds like somebody from Martha's Vineyard when some illegals get shipped there. I'm like all of a sudden. Doesn't even care. Completely blind to it. My God, it went to 8.2%. It's been... It's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely... It's been basically even. Wow. All hail the great leader. In New York, the annual cost per household eighty four hundred dollars. California ninety four. Colorado eleven thousand. Texas eighty nine hundred. Florida ninety three hundred dollars. Arizona ten thousand one hundred sixty seven dollars. More expensive than it was when Joe Biden took office. Just to maintain your same standard of living as in previous years. If prices stop increasing altogether, the inflation that has already uh, occurred will cost the average American household eighty six hundred dollars. Which, if you're making, uh, I don't know, maybe you're on a, a fixed income, you, you're coming home with thirty six grand. That's death to your finances. That's losing your home. That's not being able to feed yourself. American families spent on average sixty one thousand in twenty twenty. This year, the exact same purchases will run upwards of seventy nine hundred dollars. Mike Braun, a Republican of Indiana, noted the Biden administration first denied the existence of inflation. They said it was transitory. And they kept on spending, even though they knew this would happen. Now, I've got a, a ton of stuff to, uh, to get to a little bit more on the inflation because, you know what, that's hits, that hits you and me right between the eyes. More of the hypocrisy coming out of Martha's Vineyard. And, uh, and, of course, your phone calls. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's The Rob Carson Show. So uh, the nation's top early childhood development organization tells educators to use tenants of critical race theory when working with babies. Listen to this. Uh, $230 million in federal funds since 2008 going to the group 0 to 3. $230 million to an organization that claims children as young as two years old can show signs of transgender identity and encourages educators to use tenets of critical race theory when they work with newborns. The group Zero to Three promoted these controversial views during its uh, virtual conference this month, which included educational sessions titled, What Does It Mean to Be Transgender and How Can You Support Kids Who Might Be? And Elevating Racial Equality in the First 1,000 Days, Protecting, Promoting, and Preserving the Health, Wealth, and Learning of Our Families and Babies. This 
is indoctrination. If you, as a parent, are convinced by your child, who is 9 years old or 10 or 11, that they are transgendered and you opt to pursue the medical transition, you need to lose the custody of your child. You need to lose the custody of your child because you are a danger to your child. If you are a teacher who is down with this, you are sick, and if you are not down with it, you need to raise some hell at school. Zero to three has 3,653 members who work in the field of early childhood development. They've received $234 million in funds from the Department of Health and Human Services and is slated to receive $52 million by 2027. Meanwhile, our military members are being told by the government how to sign up for food stamps. The group trained 89,000 professionals last year, according to its 2021 impact report. HHS did not respond to a request for comment. If you are a member of, uh, of the teaching profession, if you are a member of the FBI and you see corruption like this, you better start blowing the whistle. Because we're at a turning point. And it's not going to end well for those who promote this ideology ideology and who promote an open border and who promote uh, uh, violence in American cities and promote defunding the police, it's not going to end well for you. And we started the box office on, or on the ballot box, I should say, not the box office. You want to go see a movie on November 8th after you vote? Go right ahead. And all of this nonsense. Oh, here's this is Joe Biden today at the United Nations. At the United Nations, one of the most corrupt organizations in the history of the world, filled up with New World Order types who uh, who uh, enrich themselves and and uh, have really done nothing. To be quite honest, I've signed a historic piece of legislation here in the United States that includes the biggest, most important climate commitment we have ever made in the history of our country. Three hundred. And $69 billion. Yeah, and $400 billion toward uh, 87,000 new IRS agents to go after you. Toward climate change. That includes tens of billions in new investments in offshore wind and solar. Meanwhile, in Iran, there is a, uh, a revolution happening against the, uh, the imams in charge because a woman uh, was wearing a hijab and her hair was hanging out and they took her into custody and beat her to death. And now the country's on fire. I doubt the Democrat Party would say anything in support of this woman because they don't care. They did the same thing with Cuba. Cuba, just about a year ago, was experiencing the same kind of upheaval, uh, very close to the overthrow of uh, what's left of the Castro regime. And what did Joe Biden's America do? What did Joe Biden's administration do? Not anything. You know why? Because they're down with tyranny. Because they aren't down with women's rights. The only woman's right they care about is the right for a woman to have an abortion or for a man who impregnated her to pay for it and get out of the responsibility of raising a child. Let's just bring that in there. I know that sounds really old school, but there's a whole lot of abortions that happen just because of that. It allows uh, politicians in uh, state capitals and our country's capital to pay for the abortions of intern girls who they accidentally impregnated. But now they have to go through the rigmarole of possibly sending them to another state. It's just crazy, right? 
No, what's crazy is if you're down with any of the things that I have just said, which I would consider to be abuses and usurpations, then step aside because patriotic Americans who believe in the founding are ready to fight for it. At the ballot box. And if not, we shut the sucker down. We shut it down. We don't work. We don't produce. We don't pay taxes. Truckers stop sending goods to Washington, D.C. These are the things that's going to take to send the message to D.C. and the bastions of the elite like Ron DeSantis did in Martha's Vineyard. And God bless him. I hope that he sends thousands to Martha's Vineyard. I hope that Martha's Vineyard begins to look like San Francisco. Because if you voted for this, then you should suffer the consequences of your vote for voting Democrat. Coming up, even Australia looks at Kamala Harris and her uh, bragging about Joe Biden's achievements and laughs out loud. Does a guffaw, if you will. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Every day's a good day for Metallica. Hello, and uh, and welcome to the show. You may notice a little uh, raspiness in the voice. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's like allergy slash cold. I know it's in the lungs a little bit. It's not uh, COVID. I still have my uh, my sense of smell and taste, which uh, you know will not cause the fifteen pound weight loss that I did when I had COVID. But you know, anyway. But I'm, uh, but I'm feeling good otherwise. I'm almost called in sick, but you know what? There's too much going on. And, and we have somebody on today from the Babylon Bee. Oh, yeah. So uh, basically to uh, live uh, the, the same standard as you did when Donald Trump was the president, the average American is going to have to spend $8,600 over the next 12 months. Uh, How does that work for you if you make $24? Yeah. You know, John Fetterman, the, uh, the uh, doofus that's running for Senate in the state of Pennsylvania, we'll get into that in a minute. He, he spoke yesterday, and he can barely speak. He shouldn't be running. He shouldn't be a senator. But, they, you know, at this point, the Democrats are willing to uh, literally, uh, you know, elect Weekend at Bernie's, the guy, the star, the dead guy uh, from Weekend at Bernie's. Because, I mean, we essentially have that in the White House. But that's how bad it is for the Democrats. They're willing to, to uh, have stroke-addled men who uh, wear bad shorts and, and a hoodie. Uh, just a total disrespect for the for the uh, voters there because he thinks essentially that all the working class people in Pennsylvania uh, wear hoodies and uh, and shorts when they go out in public and you know that 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 apparently makes him down with something even though he's been a uh, trust fund baby his entire life and has never had a job so we'll get to that uh, very shortly here oh also by the way uh, two-thirds of voters say their incomes are falling behind the cost of living Groceries bills exceed mortgage payments for some as a country is uh, the top priority in the upcoming midterms. The economy, 63% of Americans say that uh, wages cannot keep up with the cost of living. 63% of Americans. And yet, Joe Biden's Justice Department is going after Donald Trump. Letitia James, the AG for the state of New York, is going after the Trump family. Nobody's going after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Which shows you they're not on our side. Which would mean 
that uh, as constituted, they are enemies of the people. Grocery store prices have risen uh, 14% since uh, last year. Price of eggs, 40%. Uh, let's see here. Uh, supermarkets uh, make restaurants relatively more affordable. Although yesterday I went to, uh, let me see, I went to uh, do, 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 uh, Popeye's. Okay, we got a uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich for my daughter and a Popeye's chicken sandwich and a beverage for my son. And just for the two of them, it was uh, over $20. So if you got a family four, I don't know how many you can afford $40 for dinner every night. That's a little much. But then you go to the grocery store like I did yesterday, and you go, well, that's no longer on the list. That's no longer on the list. That's no longer on the list. Uh, let's see. Cost of eggs up 40%. Uh, price of a dozen eggs rose from four sixty-three to as much as $7.69. Other pantry staples have seen giant increase, including milk, 17%, oranges, 14%, coffee, 18%, margarine. Who uses margarine? Don't use margarine. Margarine causes heart disease. Use butter. Eat bacon. It doesn't cause heart disease. The fake crap does. Just thought you should know. 38% for your country crock. Breakfast cereals, 24%. Yeah. Uh, many people have started to work overtime. Finding a second job or looking for a new, better-paying position. Some even delaying medical procedures or appointments to make ends meet. That's Joe Biden's America. You, you want to live there? Well, you keep living there. Because we're going to turn the country around. Because we're done with it. And then you've got jackweeds like Kamala Harris, who is, I mean, honestly, a dim wit. She's fired like three speechwriters. I don't know why. Because she keeps saying the same stupid crap. Repeating stuff, sounding like an idiot, because she is one. Here is Kamala Harris being made fun of by Sky News in Australia for good reason. Over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered big time. Don't laugh. That was the highlight. That was the high point of the speech. And boy, haven't the Democrats... Now, did anything that I just say this morning, did, did anything I just say right now, uh, say that the Democrats are doing a great job that is really impacting the American people in a positive fashion. Go ahead. Come up with something, please. No, oh, no, there is nothing. Because Joe Biden's wrecking the damn country. That's delivered big time. Because gas prices, <laughs> big, big inflation, more than 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. That's big. And don't forget the dramatic increase in violent crime in Democrat-run cities. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's delivering for the American people if you want the American dream to end. Yeah. Oh, economic freedom in the U.S. has declined significantly. Fraser Institute reports uh, entitled Economic Freedom in the World. The ranking is calculated using numerous factors, including size of government. We, we, whoever's in office, if it's going to be Joe, Donald Trump, then hell yeah. Uh, we've got to just, I mean, there has to be wholesale firings on the government level, and I would say 20% minimum to start. To start! Do you know how many companies are cutting right now? Ford Motor Company's taking in the shorts because they bedded down with the Biden administration on these electric vehicles that nobody really wants that they're going to have to either subsidize or force you to have because you don't want the damn things, and I don't want one. Ranking calculated using numerous factors, size of government, respect for property rights, freedom to trade, monetary policy, and regulation. Donald Trump 
said in his administration and delivered that for every new regulation, two had to be gotten rid of. And look what it did to the economy. We had about a 1.5% inflation rate versus Joe Biden's America, where it cost about $9,000 more for the average family to be at the same standard as when Donald Trump was the president. Trailer dwellers, anybody? Trailer dwellers, anybody? $9,000, is that a lot of money to you? Considering your house probably cost that. The United States is in seventh place, by the way. They dropped the spot from uh, last year. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the, uh, the uh, affront to us all at our southern border. The only uh, excuse, the only reason I can come up with is that the federal government under the control of Donald or uh, 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 Joe Biden wants to destroy the country. It used to be, and they suddenly came up with this white replacement, white replacement. No, no, it was intentional. Uh, Originally, the stream across the southern border was to get illegals to sign up, give them a bunch of government benefits, and presume that they would vote Democrat for that. Then the, 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 the stream kept coming across here, and the Democrats are espousing transgenderism and, uh, and teachers wearing uh, fake breasts in class like the, the, the teacher in Canada they can't get rid of who's uh, displaying a sexual fetish in class every day, and they're so terrified of offending a trans individual that they won't fire him. And then they're, they're discovering that uh, the Democrat Party is absolutely cool with killing a baby up to the time of birth, maybe even some after birth just letting them die on a table and those people coming across the southern border a lot of the times well they're a they're a catholic christian minimum and uh, they're against all of the things that i just said so now what they're doing is they're just bringing everybody they're bringing people over from the middle east they're bringing people up from uh, venezuela where 20 percent of the people have already left because uh socialism has wrecked the country and the lives of the people and now they're unleashing their criminals they're emptying their prisoners into the united states paint that target send that drone unbelievable Let's go to Alex in Baltimore. Hello there, Alex, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Yeah, you mentioned the uh, prosecutor in New York. What's her position? Uh, Letitia, Jean, Letitia James is the uh, AG. Why? Let me tell you something. That's how you do it. I voted for Donald Trump in 2016 because he promised, he promised to prosecute Hillary Clinton and on day one, he said, nah, we're going to unite the country. We're going to unite with the pedophiles and the, the losers on the left. We're going to all come together because all of a sudden we have something to compromise on. The Republican Party needs to get their head out of their asses and start prosecuting. All right. Thanks for the call, Alex. I do appreciate that. <sighs> and then, of course, uh, you know, the ultimate expression of... Uh, the elite mentality of the left, and of Washington, D.C. in the swamp, by the way, where they tell you and me we have to drive in a crappy electric car while they drive around in motorcades. I, I've been calling them let, these, let, me, uh, let them eat cake liberals for literally since, since uh, 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 Obama was in office and he, and he shut down the federal government. You know, remember the federal government was shut down and he, and he shut down the, uh, the, uh, the monuments to uh, war veterans on the uh, mall, including the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. They literally had more people on uh, working to keep 
keep Vietnam veterans from walking on the sidewalk than they would have otherwise. They had a police officer on horseback to keep Vietnam veterans from delivering, from going to the to the memorial, because that's how politicized uh, that man was. And I lived in Washington, D.C. when that happened. I lived then in Washington, D.C., and I've seen it. And I and on my 40th birthday, uh, I went to Ruth's Chris Takehouse. Woo, it was a big deal, and I took a bunch of my listeners there. And, and all of a sudden, I, I noticed a hush came over the room, and a group of people uh, with, like, little uh, bees surrounding a queen bee walk in, and I'm like, what is going on? And there's a hush over the crowd, and I realize it's Tom Daschle from South Dakota. He was a senator at the time, and everybody's supposed to have some sort of reverence as he's escorted to his corner table. And I thought, well, you SOB, you represent us. You res- why, how, why are you a celeb? Why are you? Why do you have an entourage? Nonsense. And we see the same thing from the elites, this time Martha's Vineyard. It's okay if El Paso has 150,000 illegals in a town that has 100,000. If you send 48 illegals to Martha's Vineyard, then you got hell to pay. And by the way, James Taylor lives on Martha's Vineyard, and he didn't offer up a room in one of his mansions. Neither did David Letterman. Neither did Barack and Michelle. Yeah, I think you get it. Here at Martha's Vineyard. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. It's where I have a home with my liberal friends, Letterman and Barack. No brown people unless you have a leaf blower on your back. Got room for illegals. We could house six million here. Plenty of room, it's beautiful. We pretend to care, but that's a total crock. We've been called out as fraud. This is very calming. Shown just who we are. Yes, he nailed us again. <laughs> Got his response coming up, by the way. Winter, spring, summer, fall. All we have to do is call. And they'll deport you. Yes, they will. You're not our friend. No, 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 no. That's called virtue signaling. You're not a friend. That's what they do. Now, uh, coming up, I've got some interesting news. New York City and uh, and Gavin Newsom, San Francisco, not very tolerant when it came to uh, illegals. They bust them out of town. Yeah, I know. That's what they're uh, blaming. They're, they're saying Ron DeSantis did. No. Uh, it's typical liberal hypocrisy. It, it happens up and down the spectrum. I can go on and on and on. If you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. There is no better example of you live by a different set of rules than we in power than what happened at Martha's Vineyard. We have been subjected to an invasion of 5 million illegals across our southern border. It has made life a living hell for border towns, border states, and other people around the country. 
How would you feel if on your property, if you had a uh, a property in acreage near the border and you found bodies on your property day after day and you had to defend yourself against drug lords literally trafficking little girls and boys across the border? 300,000 of them in the last two years. You ever been by one of those uh, little strip malls and you'll see like a a defunct video store, and then you'll see uh, a liquor store, and then there's a there's an Asian massage parlor there. Asian massage, that's kind of strange, a massage. Why would I need a massage? I'll just go to, you know, the spa and get a hot stone treatment. Oh, you see, because uh, people go there, men go there, and they put their heads, uh, you know, hats over their heads, and they sneak in the front door, and uh, they're just there to get a massage, And the people who work there are in charge of children who have been smuggled in and have been sentenced to a life of that. And it's happening all over the bloody country. Left-leaning legal group Lawyers for Civil Rights Boston filed a class action suit in federal court accusing DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, of operating a fraudulent and discriminatory scheme targeting vulnerable immigrants. Uh, Now, this is uh, 48 of the 5 million that Joe Biden has uh, uh, lured in the United States with policy, which is a promise of federal benefits, which is a promise of eventual citizenship. That's what it is. That's a lie. The lawsuit alleges that in or around September 22nd, or 2022, uh, DeSantis, Florida Transportation Secretary Jared Perdue, the state of Florida, blah, 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 and their unidentified accomplices, des- accomplices designed and executed a premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme centered on exploiting the, this vulnerability for the sole purpose of advancing their own blah, 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 whatever. Five million versus 48. You want a lawsuit? I hope this opens up all sorts of lawsuits against Democrats and the Biden administration. Oh, hells to the yes. The scheme involved the unidentified Doe defendants. Oh, did you see the Doe people being buried near the border? They make a PVC cross for them and they just bury the dead uh, immigrants that they find on public property with uh, maybe a DNA sample. That's about it. Otherwise, just unnamed. Just unnamed. Identifying and targeting class members by trolling streets outside the migrant shelter in Texas and other similar locales pretending to be good Samaritans offering humanitarian advice or uh, assistance. Now, of course, this, this lawsuit contains allegations. None have been proven. They say that migrants have been lured with McDonald's gift certificates. Sure. Okay. All right. DeSantis' office uh, has responded, it is opportunistic that activists would use illegal immigrants for political theater. If these activists spend even a fraction of a time and effort at the border, perhaps some accountability would be brought to the Biden administration's reckless border policies that entice illegal immigrants to make dangerous and often lethal journeys through Central America and put their lives in the hands of cartels and coyotes. The transportation of the immigrants to Martha's Vineyard was done on a voluntary basis. And by the way... They have been for years saying that they are sanctuary. They are sanctuary cities. When really they're just sanctimonious. And here is Marco Rubio saying just that. In what country in the world are you allowed to enter illegally into a country violating its laws and within a week be in court suing the very government whose laws you've just violated? 
Well, and who's going to pay that settlement? Yeah, you guys. That's what we hear today. And me. The 48 migrants from Venezuela who violated our laws a week ago and entered the country illegally are now suing. They're now in court. They have a lawyer. Are you get kind of tired of being B-slapped by the third world? I certainly am. And they're suing. This is incredible. No other country in the world would allow that. And the other hypocrisy here is all of these people in the media, in politics, going around saying that we have an obligation to assume this responsibility of caring for millions of people who are coming, have come, or want Now, what did the Biden administration do to any border towns, Brownsville, uh, El Paso, uh, and other places? What did they do to prepare those municipalities for the onslaught of five million illegals? Not one damned thing. 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the program. A lot of stuff to get to, including uh, John Fetterman running for office in uh, San- for Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, his brain is broken, like Joe Biden's. Uh, and actually, maybe even more profoundly, because he has a brain injury that actually prevents physically his ability to uh, speak. So we'll get to that uh, very shortly. We do know that economic freedom has declined dramatically in the country. We know that the American families have to spend, on average, $8,600 a year just to be at the living standard that we were when Donald Trump was the president. This just out, $8,600 a year. And and I get a lot of times, you know, you'll see uh, uh, you know, inflation at the grocery store is 13%. And everybody I talk to who does the shopping in their family, they say, oh, yeah, I wish. Steak is double, guys. Have you noticed that? Oh, you don't need to eat steak. It's, it's global warming and, uh, you know, and all that stuff. Well, bull crap. You know, it, it's amazing to me. You've got people who live in the, in the bastards of power, and, they, and they, they can dine out on our dime, and they have uh, uh, unbelievable expense accounts and all this, and, uh, and they get book deals. And then when they get out of office, they immediately head over to Pfizer or Moderna, and they become a, a lobbyist or, they, you know, whatever industry. Probably, uh, certainly, uh, green energy, all sorts of companies there. And then when you say, well, you know, uh, uh, I just like to go out to dinner at a nice restaurant once a month, they say that's too much. If you want steak, well, you shouldn't be eating steak. What the hell are you eating steak for? Unbelievable. Oh, and then this is, uh, this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, talking about inflation and how glorious that Joe Biden's uh, gas price reduction has been. Uh, although he did blame the gas price increase on Vladimir Putin, I'm assuming he's given Putin the credit for the decrease in the gas prices, which is only now just double what it was when Donald Trump was the president. The president, anytime he talks about the economy, he mentions how he understands how hard it is for American people who are sitting around. Now, clearly he doesn't because his actions are not reflecting his words. American families are sitting around their, their kitchen table and trying to figure out how they're going to pay their bills every month. That- she thinks by just touching base, by saying that average families sit around the kitchen table, pay bills, that somehow they have, uh, they have somehow connected, uh, they've made some sort of meaningful move to make their lives better. And that's just nonsense. Uh, that is, uh, that is uh, putting lipstick on a pig, as it were. 
That is why we have done the work uh, that we have, we have on gas prices. Every- you haven't done anything on gas prices. You made us energy dependent. The price of oil has gone up, and the only reason it's come down is because people can't afford to eat and drive. And I'm not talking about dri- eating while they're driving. I'm talking about you can choose to drive or you can choose to eat because gas is so damn expensive, so you decrease the driving, the demand goes down, supply goes down, and the price goes down. Every day this summer, gas prices has gone down because... Because of the history. Gas prices has gone down. No, no, it's have. Historic actions that this president took. It's gone down by more than a dollar and 30 cents per gallon. And again, we understand how people are feeling. That's why. I don't care if you understand how I'm feeling. Do something about my situation that the government, I'm not saying that the government has to do everything, but by God in heaven, the the one thing government does is gets in the way and makes life more difficult. And they create legislation that that makes things worse for the American people. And it's clear you have done that. If you think about the Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, no Republican voted for. Yeah, which had nothing to do with reducing inflation at all. Read the bleeping bill. I'm about done with her on that. What else is she talking about? Here? Oh, here she is. Uh, oh, she's saying that the, uh, the, the crisis at the border actually is something new. Yeah, something new. This is her on uh, on MSNBC talking about uh, the immigration crisis. Listen to this. Listen to the tee up and the answer. The DHS officials have presented the White House with some options, including flying migrants to the country's northern border with Canada. You can't fly migrants. That's worthy of a lawsuit, Ron DeSantis. To alleviate overcrowding on the U.S.-Mexico border. Under a plan proposed by DHS, migrants would be sent... Um, attention, DS- DHS members. It's time... If you see uh, issues, if you see injustice, it is time for you to be a whistleblower. It is time for you to step forward and present this malfeasance. Sent to such cities as Los Angeles, where shelters would get an advance warning to have time to prepare for the influx. Which, of course, the southern border towns were never given. Now I know. Some people are going to say, sending migrants on planes, wait, 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 alarm bells. Tell me how that is meaningfully different than what DeSantis and Abbott are doing. Now, I want you to listen to this, because what she's going to do is she's going to scramble for words while she tries to find an answer. All right, this is the equivalent of addressing a ball before you hit it when you golf like 10 times, or uh, or, or you're maybe at the plate and you uh, and you, you, you step away from the plate and you dust your hands and you do all this. I mean, a new couple practice wings. That's what she's doing here. So let me just say a a couple of things about what's happening at the border. There you go. That's what I meant. The DHS put out a report laying out what kind of a migration situation that we're dealing with, which is very new. I mentioned Venezuela. I mentioned Nicaragua. No, 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 no. This has been going on for two years, and we're not stupid. Five million. Three million before this year. In Cuba, we have seen an increase of about 121% from since last year. So shut it all down. Doesn't matter where people are coming from. They're coming across the border. Shut it all down. I don't care if it's shifted to Venezuela where they're dumping criminals, rapists, murderers into America. We don't have to suffer this kind of abuse. We don't have to do this. This has got to stop. And we got to stop it. Oh, and then look at this. It looks like we have the first victim of Joe Biden's rhetoric following a speech in Philadelphia. According to a North Dakota report, early Sunday morning, a man called 911 admitted that he ran over an 18-year-old. His motive? Political argument. The kid was a Republican. 
41-year-old Shannon Brandt said he was afraid 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson was part of a Republican extremist group and that he was afraid they were coming to get him. You see, because Joe Biden said that we are fascists, and Joe Biden said that we want to overthrow the country, and Joe Biden said we're enemies of the people. Excuse me, I had to cough there. I'm a little sick, by the way. So what did you expect was going to happen? What did you expect? According to a Caps Hart Harris poll, found out the dehumanization campaign launched by Biden and the corporate media has resulted in a 73% of Democrats living with the insane belief that there are tens of millions of dangerous MAGA Republicans backing violence and trying to overthrow the Constitution. There you go. There you go. This kid called his mom, 18-year-old, called his mom, said, Mom, there's a man chasing me. And Mom said, hey, don't worry about it. We'll be down there. We'll take care of you. Then he called his mom to say that uh, they were chasing him. (coughs) Excuse me. Then he couldn't be reached. Bram is convicted of chasing and running down Ellingson and uh, killing him. Now, of course, we saw Black Lives Matter. We saw Antifa protests. That same thing happening. We're seeing the same thing happening at uh, uh, pregnancy crisis centers around the country. And it's all on purpose. Pardon me. i got to get some uh, cough medicine. Maybe you have the same thing. I hope not. It's miserable. Absolutely miserable. And then you got Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, they send 48 illegals into Martha's Vineyard, and it unleashes uh, the media like they're committing some sort of uh, act of violence or insurrection when all they're doing is sending a tiny fraction of those who would breach our southern border and wreak havoc on small border towns. A governor just sending some of these illegals who are being welcomed with open arms by the Biden administration into the arms of those who say that their cities, their islands, are sanctuary cities. And, of course, that immediately gets them removed with the National Guard. Here's some, uh, here's some average citizens reacting to the Martha's Vineyard. Uh, they're supposed to be, they're acting like they're the uh, cream of American society. They really are the worst. They are the worst examples of human beings ever. 50 illegal immigrants being bussed in. I just drove them into a frenzy. What are your thoughts? Uh, I love the fact that they virtue signal with their signs, and then as soon as the immigrants got on their uh, island, they kicked them off in 24 hours. I have a problem with what's going on with our border. I really do. I think it's... Yes, and it needs to stop. So, yeah, send them to every one of them. AOC, Maxine Waters, Pelosi, McConnell. Okay, let's do this. Let's go down the list of these people who are not working for us and let them feel that pain of what the average American actually feels. 100%. Flood Washington, D.C. with 100,000. Create an endless stream of buses to Washington, D.C. Two, inside the Beltway. Inside the Beltway. Shut it down. Shut it down. New York generously shares its homeless crisis with its homeless crisis with every corner of America. Did you know this? From Honolulu to Puerto Rico to the badlands of Utah and the backwaters of Louisiana, the Big Apple has sent local homeless families to 373 cities across the country with a full year of rent in their pockets as part of Mayor de Blasio's special one-time assistance program. 
City taxpayers have spent $89 billion on rent alone since the program began August 2017. And they have exported 5,074 homeless families, 12,000 individuals, to other parts of the country. Yeah. Look what they're doing. They pay for the travel expenses through a separate taxpayer-funded program called Project Reconnect, but would not divulge how much is spent. A flight to Honolulu for four people would cost about 1400 A bus ticket to Salt Lake City for the same family, $800. And then you get the uh, cost of furnishings, about $1,000. Not only are officials in towns where the city's homeless land up are up in arms, but hundreds of the homeless families are returning to the five boroughs, some of them even suing New York City over being abandoned in barely livable conditions. Multiple uh, outside agencies and organizations have opened investigations into the program. And then there's this. With uh, the uh, well-coiffed governor of California was the mayor of San Francisco. He sent illegals and homeless people out of the city. He was concerned about the homeless problem in the city, and he started the Homeward Bound program. The effort bust homeless people through the Golden State and out of the city. It was uh, uh, created in 2005 to connect homeless persons with out-of-area resources and uh, was supposed to reduce the uh, homeless on the streets. According to the website, the following services are available. Financial assistance for a bus, train, or plane ticket. And Ron DeSantis is being sued for it. A travel and food stipend, uh, access to further resources, and the person's new location. There can be no finer example of liberal hypocrisy. Ron DeSantis' reaction to this. Then we're going to move into uh, uh, a, a senator, a person running for Senate in uh, Pennsylvania who can barely speak, let alone uh, put together a cogent thought. That's on the way. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is uh, taking on water, and like movie vampires, the Democrat Party, the class of 1968, is clawing and dragging and attempting to drag us into hell. Uh, and we ain't going. You can go to hell. You go right ahead. You go ahead and take your transgender nonsense in schools. You take your open border. You take your uh, Green New Deal and your electric car. You take your FBI. You take your CDC and HHS. You take your IRS. Go, go straight to hell. I'm sorry to use words that are so untoward. But uh, I'm sorry. When I uh, suffer abuses and usurpations and I see my brothers and sisters who are patriotic Americans be treated in the same fashion, I get a little miffed. Just a little miffed. Here's Ron DeSantis, the governor of uh, Florida, talking about all the uh, rigmarole that he is experiencing for the, the, uh, the shame of sending 48 illegals out of 5 million that have been brought across our southern border because of Joe Biden policy. 48 illegals to the bastion of white liberals in Martha's Vineyard. We should point out, you know, they accuse the governors of Arizona, Texas, and me of political stunts in terms of dealing with illegal immigration. But the biggest stunt was Biden coming into office and reversing Trump's policies, not because Trump's policies weren't working. He reversed them because he wanted to virtue signal to his base and he wanted to show that he thought Donald Trump was bad. And that's why he reversed it. And he reversed it knowing... That's actually a, a good point, but it's not all of it. It's about destroying the country. 
to do it in this wholesale of fashion. It's not just a middle finger to a previous president. What would end up happening? Uh, and so he has done, he has pulled the biggest political stunt. Look, I think people need to press the case on this in the midterms. We know. Oh, no, 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 no. We need to take the gloves off in the midterms. There's no pressing. So the inflation, the economy, as you said, is going to be a big issue. Crime is going to be a huge issue. But this immigration and border, I think, is now a front burner issue. And I think. And that's the one thing that it, uh, your actions in Martha's Vineyard did. It put it on the front burner. And, and while people like Stephen Colbert and MSNBC, they're not people, obviously, but MSNBC and CNN and the mainstream media and big social media, uh, they are all butthurt about Martha's Vineyard. And the great thing is it really, really laid bare their elitism to all of us. It really did. I mean, we knew it before, right? But defending the people of Martha's Vineyard who literally just had a pizza party with 48 people and a sleepover as some sort of a crisis in, uh, in, a, in, a, in an island that is half empty in the, in the wintertime because the, the million-dollar mansions, the $14 million Barack Obama and Michelle Obama mansions, they're empty. So there's lots of beds available. I believe we have Buster in Santa Cruz. Been waiting a long time to talk. He must have something to say. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go right ahead, my brother. All right, brother. Wow, you sound great, Rob. I, man, I'm really say thank you to you for uh, what what you're what you're. I, I hope that I hope that to some degree I'm able to ad- inspire a little and to uh, and make you aware of the crap, the abuses and usurpations that our federal government are doing to all of us. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, it's working, brother, and I'm telling you. Uh, as far as this uh, lawsuit on DeSantis, yeah. the beauty of it is it's bringing out the real truth of where these liberal Democrats, I want to call them, or Capitol Hill, whatever it is, how absurd they are. How you can take a patriotic American governor of a state and have a illegal sue that's as absurd as, uh, you know, well, I'm right near San Francisco, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I've seen San Francisco when I was a kid. Oh, man, seven years old, I could go all over the place. No danger, yeah. nowhere. Yeah. I've seen it go from an incredible city to hell. Yeah. And then they ship, they can't even handle a few illegals. The whole damn town is full of illegals. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, they're very hypocritical, as you as you have said. And the, the thing is, people got to realize something here. They can dish it out, but they cannot take it. They're big babies, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're elites, Buster. You know, they live by a different set of rules. You little people can fight for the crumbs. That's what it's all about. Thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, this is kind of uh, interesting. This is uh, the, uh, the uh, there's this, uh, tr- there's uh, sheriff, uh, Javier Salazar, sheriff in uh, San Antonio. He's the sheriff in his jurisdiction. There were 50 migrants, illegal immigrants, uh, baked to death in the back of a tractor trailer. And he didn't catch it until their rotting corpses uh, could be smelled from a distance. And, he, and he's in charge there. And, and he uh, was making all sorts of appearances yesterday. He was uh, he had his hands in the air. He was doing a big huzzah and all that stuff. And, and here's what he had to say about illegals and, uh, and why illegals are here and why they are important. Listen carefully. This is fantastic. 
You know, I, we've we've I mean, I think at some point you're going to have to embrace the, the fact that this is happening to a certain extent. I would say, look, we've got people that want to work. They want to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. And what are they going to do there? Uh, the sheriff Not for slave wages. Give them an honest day's pay. And you've got a shortage of workers. If you go to any restaurant in San Antonio, Texas right now, you're going to wait. Oh, here we go. A long time to get your table, even though there's empty tables, because there's not enough wait staff to wait on you. <laughs> there, you're going to wait a long time for your food because there's not enough people to, to cook it in the back. Half the cooks maybe aren't aren't showing up to work or they've quit. That's what we need. This is exactly like they like it in uh, Martha's Vineyard. If you are a brown person, you can come here as long as you have a leaf blower on your back. This jerkweed is literally saying that you can come here and bust tables and work washing dishes. That's what he wants you here for. I mean, wow, just wow. All right, more of this and your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Joining me on the phone, and I am thrilled... Finally, to get someone from the Babylon Bee, managing editor of the Babylon Bee, Joel Barry, is on the Newsmax hotline. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. I appreciate it. I, uh, I've been talking to you offline about how uh, I've been writing political satire for a long time. And uh, sometimes it's very hard if you, if you write comedy for a living to, uh, to uh, you know, sometimes we, we're a little more critical uh, of other people's writing. You know, and we go, eh, it could have been better. You guys are brilliant. I just want to tell you that right now. You guys are absolutely brilliant. And I've been following you guys, uh, I think, as long as you've been around. Um, tell us about, how did you get involved with the Babylon Bee? Tell us a little bit about the Babylon Bee who, for people who don't know, and because uh, and, and, we want to know a little background. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Babylon Bee is a, is a uh, kind of a conservative Christian uh, news satire site. So it, in wait, a wait, 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 to... wait, wait. Conservatives and Christians can't be funny. <laughs> don't you know that? Yeah, that's... That's been the kind of the funny, the the weird <laughs> cultural shift that we that we've seen. You know, yeah. in the last four years, the the left have have kind of become the Puritans and and the the uh, the very kind of self righteous, uh, uh, angry people, and and the conservatives <laughs> have kind of become the 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 rebels. We're the ones having fun now, so it's yeah. great. I we're definitely kind of continuing continuing uh, that that tradition of Rush Limbaugh having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have. But yes. Um, yeah, I, I started. I mean, none of it. What's weird about it too is is really none of us at the Babylon Bee are uh, what would you say classically trained in yeah. comedy. <laughs> I mean, we're not. We're, uh, we never kind of grew up like thinking of ourselves as, as comedians or, or aspiring to be uh, comedy writers. Uh, I I used to be in supply chain logistics sales. Um, uh, uh, our editor in chief, Kyle Mann, he used to uh, he used to sell pipe fittings uh, to construction companies. Ah, uh, gotcha. gotcha, um, gotcha. And a lot of us are really just like that. You know, we're just regular guys uh, kind of all around the country. We have some full-time and some part-time writers. And and uh, I think comedy has almost become easy now to where it almost writes itself. I think oh, it's, God, it's, yes. a, it's a wide-open field. Uh, and, and there are so many jokes that the mainstream doesn't touch. I mean, it's just low-hanging fruit. And it's it like, is. here we are, you know, yeah. Mr. Mr. Uh, guy from the Midwest, you know, not a professional comedian. I'll, I'll pick up this joke and run with it. Exactly, you know? exactly. Well, I'm from Iowa, and, uh, and I grew up uh, near where Johnny Carson had uh, called home briefly, Ovoca, Iowa. And, uh, and Johnny Carson was always my idol growing up. Mm. Uh, I started writing for Rush Limbaugh right out of college. I didn't know who's this Rush Limbaugh guy. 
<laughs> and I knew that I had kind of a conservative bent, and uh, and and it was, and you could you can disarm your opposition with humor. Unfortunately, you guys have become the target of the left for satire. Tell everybody how some of your stories have been treated with regard to uh, big social media, because I know there have been a number of times where your comedy has been <laughs> censored. Well, yeah, you know, the, the left has always been really smart about this. The, they've always understood the, the power of, of uh, comedy and the power of mockery in politics. Um, even going back to Solinsky and Rules for Radicals, he talked about the, the power of mockery. And so this is something the left has always traditionally done very well. Uh, when, the Babylon, when the Babylon Bee started to kind of go viral and, and uh, kind of enter the mainstream, you know, the conversation with, with some of the comedy that we were writing um, – a lot of uh, mainstream media and big tech came after us really hard. So it started with Snopes, which was really funny. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> dear, Snopes. 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 They, they, I mean, legit for about maybe six months, I thought they were nonpartisan. And my wife still goes, yeah, but Snopes says. And I'm like, well, you know what? You're high. I mean, come on. Please go ahead. Continue your thought. Well, it's true. I mean, all these fact checkers are really, they've, they've, they've become just uh, mouthpieces for, for yes. the narrative and um, so Snopes, Snopes initially came after us. They were partnered with Facebook, and uh, Facebook was using Snopes fact checks as an excuse to deplatform us from from their platform. Um, <laughs> wow! And uh, and then uh, and then it went over to Twitter. So earlier this year, um, we um, we posted kind of a it was a bit of a troll joke, but um, the USA Today had awarded Rachel Levine, who is the transgender uh, HHS uh, assistant secretary, yes. their woman of the year. It's a yes. biological man. They, yeah. they awarded uh, Rachel after, the, the after, woman of the year. After being a uh, an aging middle management male for his entire career, uh, uh, yes. bordering on retirement, suddenly becomes a woman and becomes the greatest woman ever. Yeah. Yeah, he passes all the other women <laughs> immediately. <laughs> First place to Rachel Levine. Uh, so we decided, you know, like, we're, uh, we're going to come up with our own award, and we, yes. we named Rachel Levine our man of the year. Yes. And uh, and that was enough for Twitter to uh, – that, that was a bridge too far for Twitter. So, so oh, they yeah. kicked us off. Um, we've been kicked off of TikTok. We've been uh, deplatformed from our, our private email uh, service that we, we use internally. Wow. Um, it's, it's a constant onslaught. And, you know, a lot of these big tech uh, companies collude with each other. Yes. And they, they, they want to silence because they know how effective it is. That, you know, uh, Mark Twain said that against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. And, and oh, yes. So, um, they, they definitely want to silence us. It is. Uh, it's remarkable. And then you also see, and I guess this probably doesn't come as a big surprise to you, that the FBI was working with Facebook and Twitter to, uh, to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. And then we also <laughs> find out the FBI literally. Literally uh, paid for a uh, Russian agent after they fired Christopher Steele uh, from the, uh, for, uh, after the uh, Steele dossier. They, they 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 hired a Russian uh, special agent to investigate Trump and make up stuff about it. I mean, it is it is remarkable. Uh, how t how tough is it for you and uh, and the staff of the Babylon Babylon Bee uh, when you are up against um, uh, the the people in power right now? What sort of uh, affront do you get beyond just uh, on? social media are there other things that they have tried to do to the babylon Bee? um well yeah i mean beyond just big tech i mean we do get uh slandered by you know politicians and, and media outlets as you know a purveyor of disinformation that we're intentionally trying to deceive people things like that that's, that's kind of par for the course and i think i think the challenge for us is that 
um, we have to keep a good humor through it all. We're yeah. kind of fighting this uh, this battle on two fronts. We're fighting the culture war and, and trying to keep ourselves from being deplatformed and censored. Yes. Um, but we can't get angry or cynical or or resentful about it. We you know yeah. if if someone's going to deplatform us or, or censor us, we're gonna we're gonna make a joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the best response. Well, for me, you know, there are days when I come in and I and I look at the headlines of the day, and it's very difficult for me. To, uh, to to smile and to laugh. And there are days that I come in and uh, and I am the angry white guy, but I'm also very uh, funny white guy <laughs> some too. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but there are days and it, and it ebbs and it flows. Ultimately, you have to pick yourself up and you have to deliver for your audience. Uh, and, and then also just for the ideal of of creating satire that makes a point you have to you have to soldier on i have uh, you know managed to to wake up the next morning and do a radio show after the passing of my mother and my father mm-hmm. and and all of this stuff so you have to do it even if it is something that is uh, you know deployed against you on the social media let me ask you uh, as far as uh, branching out in some of the other social media we've got uh, trump's uh, platform truth which is uh, is getting nailed and hammered by everybody and their brother you've also got rumble you've also got um uh uh, 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 Getter, Getter is. Uh, I have a great following on Getter. How are those? Uh, how are those platforms working for you? And um, do you see that uh, they're going to continue to to blow up? Yeah, I, I we like those platforms. We're we're on all those platforms. Um, I I don't know how much of a long term solution um, they are because they essentially. I mean, they are echo chambers. I mean, the, you're not going to see many leftists uh, uh, with a Getter account or, or yeah, a Rumble yeah. account. Um, and and it's important, I think. Um, to really fight for our right to be in the public square, whatever platform that is. Right now, that's Twitter. Right now, that's Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for these other platforms. I think they're important. They, they're kind of an outlet for for people who who have lost their their place in these other spaces. But yeah. um, I, I think it's it's really important, either through legal means um, or or what have you, to to really fight for our right to to be back on Twitter. I think uh, Seth our, Dylan, our owner, actually yeah. announced uh, a couple days ago that. Um, uh, we're making plans to to sue Twitter over this. I love um, it, and I think after the Texas ruling, uh, the the federal ruling there uh, yes. with the judge, I think we we might have good standing. So now this is, this is in uh, Texas, and I and I haven't had a chance to cover that ruling. I I saw a bit of it yesterday. It was a victory. I was hoping it'd be a victory for the country, but it appears to be a a victory for the uh, for for Texas and for those who've been fighting tyrannical uh, big tech in Texas. Can you inform us? I don't have the story right in front of me. Can you inform uh, some of the some of the minor details of the story? Yeah, well, uh, Texas uh, passed a law uh, basically saying that these uh, social media platforms are not allowed to censor uh, and and engage in viewpoint discrimination uh, and censor political speech. And so um, obviously that was challenged by uh, some very powerful uh, lawyers connected to big tech. And um, uh, from what I understand, a a federal judge has um, allowed that. Uh, that law to stand. Uh, obviously, it'll probably be appealed and it'll eventually end up in the Supreme Court. But yes. I, I think it, it does reflect a, a, an overall shift. I, I think a lot of conservatives are waking up to the fact that these these companies are not really private companies. These these companies are almost de facto arms of the government. Yes, like you said you know what Facebook is doing. Um, they, they, I call it censorship laundering. You know, you, you kind of have a, the, the government wants to censor their political opponents, 
they go through big tech to do it since they can't do it directly. And so I, th I think a lot of people are waking up to that. Yeah, it's like Pravda and Izvestia, but uh, the actual the uh, the media are compliant. They don't uh, you know disobey and get sent off to death camps. Uh, they really are, and, and it's really sickening to be quite honest. So we have the First Amendment, which has caused us to become the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. It it, it caused us to grow from uh, you know riding in buggies and buggies and pooping outside on the sidewalk to indoor plumbing and flying to the moon. I mean, honestly, it has, and it really is a, a complete abdication of responsibility as someone who is uh, is supposed to be a, a journalist. Journalism is dead. I would venture to say that what you do is more journalism than anything that the mainstream media does because you have a grain of truth while making a point, and 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 with absurdity, with absurdity, you are able to still make a point, uh, and I think that's extraordinary. Um, when you look at let me just real quick, when you uh, greet the day and you're looking at headlines, and I see some brilliant stuff. I see a wonderful story today. Uh, a border town puts up Martha's Vineyard sign and hopes government will come back, uh, come pick up all their illegal immigrants. That is spectacular. That is just <laughs> wonderful. Um, you've got, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, oh, this is, um, where, hold on, I just, I just saw it. It's really funny. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Where are they now? Catch up with all your favorite laid-off CNN employees. It's fantastic. <laughs> so when you, when you greet the day and you do your editorial meeting, uh, what is it like when you, when you look at what's going on in the news? Or is it just kind of, uh, you know, you just, you just go on your own? What, how, how does this happen? <laughs> well, yeah, usually I'm, I'm getting up pretty early. I'm digesting kind of what people are talking about on Twitter. I'm looking at all the news sites. And, and you kind of got to soak in that for a little bit yes. to, to get a sense for what the news cycle is doing that day, what people are talking about. Um, and then I'm, I'm kind of sending out the marching orders to our, our full-time and part-time writers. Uh, and then we kind of just start a pitch storm. So, you know, for, for every... For every uh, headline you might see published, there are 50, 60, 70 headlines that, that uh, never see the light of day. And um, it, is, it is a really fun way to live. I think a lot of people wake up, they, they boot up their, you know, boot up is kind of an old term. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. they pull up Twitter, they pull up their social media, and, and they, they just crank up as a with more, all of this little, despair. Crank up is a little less dated term. Yeah, but yeah, no, up. no, no, people do. People do. They wake up with despair. I do it. I go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, my favorite Christmas movie is The Bipolar Express. Uh, you know, I wake up and I'm depressed and then I'm I'm happy and because because you and but when you, when you see a, a Babylonian B uh, a headline, it really does. It turns it around and it goes, "Damn!" Yeah. Now you just curb stomped uh, the left with with a headline. You just made them look like buffoons. Hopefully, we've made the people of Martha's Vineyard look like complete douche, <laughs> you know, douches. You know, honestly. Oh, we had so much fun with that. Oh, uh, Kyle God. Mann actually uh, called me last night, and he's like, "No more Martha's Vineyard jokes. We have we've you've written like fourteen of them already." I'm like, "These are too fun, man." I can't. Well, here, here's let me give you just one second here. Hold on one second. Yeah, here, here's one of the things that we do. I've got a guy who I work with. His name is uh, Jim Gossett, and we write together. Here's here's what we did with Martha's Vineyard with John Kerry singing. Hold mm -hmm. on one second. Play a little bit of it here. I won't do the whole I'm thing. I'm John Kerry, reporting for deportation duty. Well, I went to Martha's Vineyard to hang with my liberal friends. To my surprise, it was overrun by illegal aliens. See, that's the difference between uh, you putting it in print and me, me presenting it on the air. But it's the same... It's the same uh, kind of, uh, 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 I guess, uh, thought process going in here. Yeah, well, and it's it's quicker too. You know, I mean, we're we're inundated with information. Um, not a lot of us are reading, you know, fourteen page think pieces anymore, no, or, or no. long books. But but a quick, you know, one two punch of a of a witty joke. Uh, that gets to the truth, uh, it, sometimes that's more effective than anything. It just kind of cuts through the noise. It makes you smirk, you know, in spite of yourself. And, and uh, my 
my most rewarding moments are w when we get uh, letters from people on the left or people who are atheists who say, you know, you know I, I, I don't agree with everything you guys yes, yes. Uh, say, but, but you guys made me laugh, and that was, that was pretty clever. Is, so there I, any way, is there any way you can hold on for another segment, Joel? I, I'm fascinated by this. I believe my listeners are as well. Can you hold on for the next segment? Yeah, you have to. All right, awesome. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us, Joel Berry, the managing editor of the Babylon Bee. They have hilarious headlines. They are a conservative Christian comedy site. I know it's crazy. Joel, back in the 90s when I was in my 20s, I lived in Minneapolis, and there was a city paper up there, and they did an article on me because I was writing for Limbaugh, and the headline was, Yes, Virginia, conservatives can be funny. And, and oddly enough, there's still that kind of mindset among liberals. They don't think conservatives can be funny. But i got to tell you, uh, liberals are some of the most dour people you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's that uh, it's it's been interesting to see that over the last few years. I think uh, conservatives, you know, maybe maybe this is earned a little bit, but yeah. I, I think Christians and conservatives kind of have this reputation as being the the, the dour person pointing at the charts and the graphs and saying, well, you know, we can't afford this, or or the Ned Flanders, you know, the, yes. the kind of the 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 uh, the nerdy uptight, the nerdy yeah, the nerdy yeah. uptight guy, you yeah. know, and uh, I think we're. There's something about comedy that uh, is um, you, you kind of have to be an outsider, um, yeah, and, yeah. and I think something essential about comedy is in being an outsider, uh, poking at uh, you know the, like the pervading ideas and attitudes of the culture or yeah. people in power, um, and, and that's kind of what conservative conservatism has become. We're, we're, we're the outsiders now, and it. that's uh, that's where the com comedy is right. I absolutely I love that. Now, it's kind of interesting. There's no finer example. I've been doing uh, two years. I've been doing my show on uh, Newsmax television, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World? And it, it's on weekends twice, and then on Monday, that's when Donald Trump watches it. And, uh, and, and I'm very proud of it. But if you look at what's happened in late-night television, you've got Kimmel, you've got Fallon, you've got, uh, you've got uh, Colbert, uh, you've got Trevor Noah. All of them are decided leftists. All of them are getting their clocks cleaned by little old Greg Gutfeld and his panel. And they look like like a bad version of the Fantastic Four. You got the brute over here. You got the uh, genius little man over here. You've got the, uh, you know, the little minx and cat temp over here. And without all of the big stars, without Hugh Jackman, without the band, the most popular band, without Lizzo on stage, he's able to kick their butts. What does that say about the mindset of the American people and what they find funny? Yeah, well, I, I think there, there's kind of two reasons for that. I think, first of all, it is impossible to be funny when you take yourself too seriously or, or when you're angry. <laughs> yes. Um, and, yes. And that's the entirety of the left right now. And I think the, the second reason is that their, their worldview doesn't work. I mean, for comedy to work, there has to be an element of truth to it. Yes. And, um, you know, f for a lot of these comedians who are trying to be funny and, and make their political points, um, it just doesn't ring true when people hear it. That it, it sounds off because it is off. It's not a cohesive worldview. It, it kind of it's a house of cards that falls in on itself. Well, it's, so it's kind of like remember Air America. 
Air America was they were going to be the response to Rush Limbaugh and uh, any Rush Limbaugh wannabes around the world, which I am not. I actually wrote for Rush Limbaugh, contributed to his show, and I'm not trying to emulate an enemy in any way, shape, or form. I try to pay tribute to the, the, the noon to three time slot Eastern, which I'm on. But they did. They tried that. And what happened was they're, Im- they're intellectually uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and morally bankrupt people. Uh, and their policies are both of those things, like uh, aborting a baby up to birth. Uh, or, or allowing an, un, an open border, except for when 48 illegals are sent to Martha's Vineyard. You can't defend that. It's not funny. It's not yeah. funny to the rest of us. Go ahead, your thoughts. Yeah, well, no, I, th- I think when you are, when you are on uh, the side of truth, um, there, there's a joy that comes with that. I, I, you know, one of the, my favorite things that Rush said was that he was having more fun than a human being should be allowed <laughs> yes, to have. Yes, yes. And that, that's, that's one thing that you, you never hear from a leftist, that none of them seem to be having fun. <laughs> no, no, and they want to make your life suck, too. Listen, we got to run. I greatly appreciate having you on. I am a fan, my brother. Joel Berry, uh, for the Babylon Bee, for those who would like to uh, join or what not uh, just babylonb.com right that's right click subscribe uh we need your support i mean we're always we always have the sensors coming after us so uh direct support is very much right, appreciated right. uh joel god god bless godspeed and we will be in touch uh have a glorious day and we'll talk again soon thank you so much they called us deplorables they shut down our country well, we ain't gonna take- they say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show it is our number three of the rob carson show if you've missed any of it you can listen to the podcast it's pretty cool it's just called the rob carson show podcast you would hear our special guest last hour uh joel berry from the uh, babylon b a just a brilliant brilliant website for real uh political humor they are both christian and they are also uh conservative and I've been saying since I started writing for Rush that uh, conservatism can be funny. It's absurd to think otherwise. Some of the headlines today, they it's really funny. It was like this. New communist food delivery service just delivers you empty containers, then shoots you. All right. Uh, then there's another one here. Hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. Got some great ones here. Um, New York City police to release criminals onto the streets faster with newly installed giant slide. These are some of the uh, the headlines on the Babylon Bee that I check out every single day. I hope you will as well, and and uh, and I hope we can uh, collaborate with them because uh, they get it. They really get it, and they're the reason why the Onion has failed. In case you didn't know, there was a, a, a website that used to be known as like the place to go for satire. But like most, when, the, when you bed down with liberal ideology, you lose your sense of humor. You do, because you take, have you ever met somebody who's really seriously left of center, who is really down with like, you know, uh, uh, EVs and what? They aren't funny people. They're generally really insufferable. You know, like most of the population on uh, Martha's Vineyard. Like most of those. So um, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to get to, including, uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, it's, it's really, Joe Manchin decided to crawl out of his hole. We'll hear what uh, Joe Manchin had to say. I do have to, I have to play this again because I didn't get to, uh, 
people uh, to really share the entire sound bite. There's this uh, sheriff from San Antonio who is uh, who's going to pursue uh, criminal charges against Ron DeSantis for uh, shipping 48 uh, uh, illegals to a uh, sanctuary place, which is uh, Martha's Vineyard. And uh, five million illegals have been uh, brought into this country through policy, and Joe Biden has shipped thousands on flights in the middle of the night to airports around the country. I want to see Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, the DHS, all sued out of existence for the crap that they have pulled on us. And then I want Joe Biden impeached and removed from office. And uh, we have to get Republicans, both sides of Congress, both houses of Congress, to do that. And then we've got to convince uh, tools like Mitch McConnell to do what the people ask. I know it's a tall order, but I think we can do it. But there's this, this, this sheriff, and he's uh, you know going after. And then and then uh, uh, he uh, he was on uh, yesterday on CNN, and he said this about illegals. I just this is so elite and so racist, and and coming from a man whose last name is Salazar and his first name is Javier, it, it just shows what a complete and total sellout he is. Kind of like uh, Joy Reid defending the lily white residents, the privileged residents of Martha's Vineyard. I mean, honestly, wow, just. Wow. I mean, they need a special servant quarters for, uh, for Javier Salazar because, honestly, he's defending the worst of the worst while not uh, defending those who are truly downtrodden, those who really want to come here and live the American dream. This is his idea of the American dream for brown people, even though he appears to be one. You know, I, we've, we've, I mean, I think at some point you're going to have to embrace the, the fact that this is happening to a certain extent. I would say, look, you've got people that want to work. They want to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, not for slave wages. Give them an honest day's pay. And you've got a short... I like what the drug mules give you. And, and of course, uh, honest day pay for a, a young girl who's been sold into sex trafficking. An honest day pay is uh, pretty much just what you get to eat while uh, dozens of men have sex with you for money. workers, if you go to any restaurant in San Antonio, Texas right now, you're going to wait a long time to get your table, even though there's empty tables, because there's not enough wait staff to wait on you. There, you're going to wait. Yeah. Uh, Javier Salazar went there. A long time for your food, because there's not enough people to, to cook it in the back. Half the cooks maybe aren't, aren't showing up to work, or they've quit. Hire these folks. Give them the opportunity to... Maybe they need to come up with a great slogan like FDR did. A, did he do a chicken in every pot or was that Hoover? I think it was Hoover. Anyway, maybe like a, a leaf blower for every brown person. Work legally and then make sure that the, that the employers that are employing them are doing it the right way and paying them correctly. And then here's the catch. Tax them on it so that they're paying taxes on any income that they're making. They're That's kind of like saying, you know, heroin is a problem. Let's go ahead and uh, and sell it and, uh, and, well, endorse it and then tax it. Not making any more than anybody else, but they're not making any less than anybody else either. And they're paying their fair share of taxes. Wow, 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 wow. How elite and out of touch are you? He is a sellout to the man, which is kind of sexist. It could be the trans man. Or the trans woman, or the cisgendered man or woman, or the uh, what the hell non-binary, non-binary. Oh, the first non-binary cast member on uh, Saturday Night Live is a woman, but she's non-binary, and that's a big that's that's uh, earth-shattering that someone who's mentally ill could be a cast member on Saturday Night Live. 
Uh, oh, oh, and this is the listen to this. This is funny. Uh, uh, Sonny Hostin was hoping to make a point about uh, conservative women covering up their names uh, because uh, they're ashamed of their uh, their heritage. And this, uh, she tried to use the uh, example of uh, Nikki Haley, who is an Indian American and uh, former uh, U.S. ambassador, and uh, tried to say that the reason why she uses Nikki is because she is afraid of her heritage. Uh, here's a little bit of Sonny Hostin, and then this uh, this uh, pseudo chameleon uh, Republican Alyssa Farah Griffin in an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fake. Just real quick as the Nikki Haley conversation came yeah. up. So Nikki Haley's gone by Nikki since she was a child. It's mm-hmm. documented in high school. I wouldn't be shocked. That yeah, her name's always legally been Nikki. As somebody, an Indian woman growing up in South Carolina at that time, she actually did to avoid prejudice. So I just want to be careful about critiquing yeah, her. For- yeah, you know, I used to uh, go to a place where I, I get my hair cut and it was a Korean woman and a lot of uh, women uh, coming from Korea if they get into, and I'm just saying this is what I've seen, I'm not saying everybody, but they will take on an American name, not because you're going to be, uh, not, not because you're going to be uh, discriminated against. It's just sometimes the names are a little difficult, and rather than try to explain your name over and over again, you know, it, it's a little bit easier that way. There are some, there's some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity. So that okay, kind of like I guess. Um, we have the, I don't know if you knew this, we have the first Indian American as a vice president. Did you know that? The first Indian American. And all she focuses on is the black part. Because she thinks that's worth votes. She does. She thinks that's worth the votes. If you're looking at uh, put upon groups that'll get the most, check the most boxes, Indians aren't. Because Indians come here and they're most successful. They even passed up Whitey. I don't even mind doesn't bother me. A little bit more from uh, Sonny Hostin. We can pass. Sonny, so I don't think that's fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, Sonny uses a different name too, by the way. And listen to her uh, excuse, and it's just what I said. I'd be the one to say because it. But... Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. Okay, so she said, listen to that. Most people can't say Asuncion because of the lack of education. So Sonny Hostin says the reason why you can't say Asuncion because you've only only heard it maybe for the first time today uh, is that you're an ignorant American. You should know that there are lots of people named Asuncion uh, who, who go by uh, Sonny. Most Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the now it's just not really high on the old uh, naming list, you know. It's like uh, Muhammad's really big in England and the Middle East, you know. It just it just kind of happens that way. But sometimes I, I don't blame. Her. But sometimes I would say what Alyssa's saying is that people grab. Yeah, applaud. Americans are so ignorant they can't say a sunsion. No, you know a sunsion. Sunny is better. It just works better. It just works better. I worked with someone, wonderful person. She is. Uh, her, her name is uh, Din Chali. Tefection. All right. Din Chali Tefection. And you're thinking, what kind of a radio show would it be? It's the Carson and Din Chali Tefection show. You think that would, uh, you know, slide off the tongue there, you know? No. So she went by Chili Amar. That's just the way it is. And everybody knows that it's just not a big surprise. It's just, you know, Din Chali Tefection. A little bit easier to just say Chili. Chili. It's not an insult to you or anything. It just makes it a little bit easier. If I, if I went to France, maybe I'd go, or, you know, wherever, I might come up with a different nickname, although my name is pretty easy. It's Rob, which means to steal. Yeah, if you look at meanings and stuff. 
So, uh, you know, your, your, your argument is specious and, and ultimately is uh, severely racist. Sonny Hostin goes by the name Sonny and says that Nikki Haley uses Nikki because she's ashamed of her heritage. Uh, and, but her name legally is Nimrata Nikki Haley. <laughs> and our vice president is, uh, is uh, ashamed of her Indian heritage because she never mentions it. Oh, and Barack Obama? Uh, he had a white mom. Shh, don't tell anybody. He's as white on half of his uh, DNA as me. And honestly, I've actually got more Native bl- American blood than, uh, than uh, uh, Liz Warren. I, I did. I found that from Ancestry.com. Thought you should know. Kind of funny. All right, so we're finally going to get to the uh, Fetterman stuff. John Fetterman running against Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. It's starting to reflect in the polls. They're starting to get desperate because people realize that not only is a radical leftist who addresses like a homeless person, but he is severely brain damaged. That's coming up on the other side of this break. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. My wife uh, sent me a uh, a headline, and my life my wife is uh, a center. I wouldn't say she's center left. I wouldn't say she's center right. Uh, she's a little bit more uh, pro choice than I am. Um, But uh, she actually sent me this headline this morning from MSN. Brace yourself. The Fed is about to inflict some pain in its fight against inflation. Here's how to prepare your wallet and portfolio. And she said, this is concerning. And I said, I know. Because they're about ready to raise the uh, the uh, uh, the Fed uh, uh, rate by seventy five basis points. I don't know why they say this. Just say seven point seven five percent, almost one percent. Why do they do that? Why do they do that crap? You know, it's like military time. It's uh, you know uh, whatever. The, I just say it. I know I, there's a reason for military time. I get it. I'm just playing with you. But seventy five basis points. Just say point uh, seven five percent, three quarters of one percent. That's going to do it. And uh, it's going to go through the ceiling, and the housing market's going to collapse. That's why I'm really glad we have a house, and we got in uh, the right time in the right place. But it's, it's welcome back Carter, except for it's much worse. Because Jimmy Carter, I don't think, was a communist. Jimmy Carter wasn't a, uh, an avowed socialist, wasn't a leftist, wasn't a radical leftist. And that's what we're dealing with today. Oh, Joe Manchin decided to show his face. I'll have the story on the other side of this by Jim Gossett. Has anybody here seen that jerk Joe Manchin? Now he's hiding. Can you tell me where he's gone? He voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a joke. Joe broke his promise and became a Biden pawn. I turned around and Joe was gone. Stabbed his constituents in the back. Has anybody here seen Mitch McConnell? No, he hadn't seen anything. Suddenly, Mitch is a ghost. We got to get rid of Mitch. He betrayed Mega when he was needed most. And soon the turtle will be toast. Send him back to another swamp. Has anybody here? Kamala Harris. Yeah. yeah. From Sleepy Joe, she stays quite far. 
showed her face yesterday. Illegals don't concern her, even though she's borders on. She'd rather cackle with Bill Maher. There you go. So, uh, Joe Manchin, he, uh, he of course, uh, he said he wasn't going to do this, uh, this uh, inflationary spending bill, the uh, Green New Deal that Joe Biden wanted to do. He said that publicly, but he said to Joe Biden in the background, hey, we can do a different version of it. Just hold on. Just give me what I want. Let me extort as much as I can from you. Let me uh, make sure that I have a nice soft retirement because chances are voting for this is going to end my political career. And it should, by the way. And now he's complaining because people got mad about it. Now he's all sorts of hurt because people are mad that he stabbed the people in West Virginia in the back, selling out them like he is known to do. Because this, if there's anything that could have ultimately proven that he is little more than a leftist political tool, then this vote did it. There is no more masking it. There is no more sitting in front of uh, congressional hearings and acting like you care when you vote for something that isn't about inflation reduction, but it's just about destroying fossil fuel. It's just about enriching donors, and it's just about uh, uh, making an army out of the IRS. Then hell has to be paid for it, sir. But here is uh, Joe Manchin acting all sorts of hurt that uh, people are mad at him. and that gives everyone plenty of time. And, and you know, I, I, I thought about this, and, and I've watched this whole thing unfold from all different sides. I guess the old saying that uh, politics make strange bedfellows. Listen how soft-spoken he is. Oh, yeah, like he's the victim. Uh, this kind of aw shucks colloquial crap. i got to be honest with you. I've been around for a long time in state politics and federal politics. I've never seen stranger bedfellows than Bernie Sanders and the... Uh, uh, the uh, extreme liberal left siding up with the Republican leadership in the caucus. I've never seen this happen. Uh, so it's uh, it's come to me, what I'm hearing is it's like a revenge politics. Uh, and basically revenge towards one person, me. Yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking, 100%. This is not about me. Yeah, well. This is about something. Well, you certainly made that vote about you for the Inflation Reduction Act. You did it for you. Because the people of West Virginia didn't want that. You did it for you. Uh, uh, that Bernie has never Bernie has never supported anything about permitting. Yeah, before. goodbye. Goodbye. You're done. You're toast. Bye-bye. 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 You should be ashamed to show your face again. There are a lot of people in Washington, D.C. who should be ashamed to show their faces again. And I think we should shame them. I'm not talking about like following the restaurants like, uh, you know, the left always does or, you know, going to their neighborhoods like they do with uh, Supreme Court justices who are conservative. None of that. But just turn them off. Turn them off. Never say a good thing about them because they're scumbags. Hey, let's talk about John Fetterman, shall we? John Fetterman running for Senate. Uh, Fetterman confused Washington, D.C. with New Jersey again, by the way. Now, for those of you who don't know, he is a guy who looks a whole lot like Shrek. Uh, he wears um, hoodies and shorts and socks with uh, shoes with no socks. Now, I- I'm not, like, for instance, right now, I'll just tell you, I'm wearing a pair of casual shorts. I'm wearing a new shirt from my 
t-shirt and swag line. This one is called uh, EVs are for posers, and it shows a car with a plug and the expression EVs are for posers. And I'm wearing a hat from my son's school, KU. All right, I'm just going to be honest with you. When I go on television, I wear a suit jacket and a shirt and the same aforementioned pants or shorts. But if you're going to be in public and you're going to court the average voter, all you do when you think that by wearing a crappy unwashed hoodie, which he does to cover the giant lump on the back of his head. Have you seen that? He's got a giant lump on the back of his head. So he wears the hoodie for that. And then he wears uh, bad shorts, and he walks around, and he thinks that makes him down with the people. And it doesn't. It's an insult. It's an insult to the people. It's an insult to your audience. I'm not saying you need to wear an expensive suit, but for God's sake, put a tie on, maybe put a jacket on. I went to see Marco Rubio when he was running for president, and Donald Trump beat him. Uh, the one thing I noticed about uh, Marco Rubio, he wore cheap shoes and probably JCPenney clothes. But at least he cleaned up, at least he got dressed up, and he knew who he was going to dress. This buffoon, this trust fund baby who's never had a real job who literally bought a house from his sister for one dollar who owns a bunch of properties in the little town that he made into a living hell he appears in public wearing nothing but a hoodie and i'm sorry uh, that ends there that's the ultimate diss of the voter to do that but i've got some audio of john fetterman trying to speak and hopefully the people of pennsylvania will realize what a fraud he is your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. More of The Rob Carson Show on the other side of this. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's The Rob Carson Show. I'm sad alone. thought I'd play the uh, song Lump by Presidents of the United States of America in honor of uh, John Fetterman. She's lump, she's lump, she might be dead. That's a great song, by the way. Uh, yeah, John Fetterman has a giant lump on the back of his head. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I noticed this the other day. I said, I said, my God, he's got a giant, fat, bulbous growth on his shoulders. And he's got a lump. I mean, what the heck? And he had a stroke. Yeah, there's that. He had a stroke. Which means that I think Democrats are going to start putting uh, people up for office who, uh, who are in a persistent uh, vegetative state. And I'm not just talking about liberalism. Think about this. Kerry Lake's opponent in Arizona will not debate. We know that Wes Moore will not debo- debate uh, Dan Cox in Maryland. Uh, Wes Moore says, I am not going to dignify his white supremacy or whatever the hell it was. It was stupid. If I were Dan Cox, I'd say, all right, punk. We'll come to your next rally. We will come to your next rally. If you're going to, first of all, if you're going to defame me like that, And second of all, if you can't defend your intellectual, your ideas, then you don't deserve to be in office. Wes Moore, you punk, you punk socialist. God, I'm, oh boy. Next time I'm in uh, Balmer, might have to go to a Wes Moore rally. So, you know, that's what they do. They, They are shutting down debates around the country. With regard to Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, they put off the debate. They haven't really uh, approved the debate altogether. They just said two weeks before the election, they'll do it, after mail-in voting has already been going for a couple weeks. But fortunately, John Fetterman uh, talks like this at rallies. Can I ask you a favor? Can we hear this? Can we hear this? 
loud enough so you know who can see that in New Jersey. You know, he likes to talk about uh, Dr. Oz having several big houses because He's a self-made man, a, a, a brilliant, uh, I believe, cardiac surgeon. Uh, he uh, he went on to become a, a major celebrity on every television show in the world. Uh, you know, big big deal to everybody until he decided to get to uh, run for public office. Kind of like Donald Trump. Kind of like Donald Trump. But uh, he's uh, he's uh, likes to talk about Dr. Oz and all of his mansions that he earned, as opposed to uh, John Fetterman, who bought a house from his sister for a dollar. Before Dr. Oz came in. Who ever heard the word crudite ever in their life? You know, the, the crudite, uh, crudite, yeah, that's his big thing. Is he, he said crudite. Uh, Dr. Oz was, uh, and I'll just tell you this, because I was on uh, uh, Hot and Note Contemporary Radio for about 20 years doing morning radio, and you, 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 you speak to your audience, all right? So whereas I might be talking about uh, going to Target, uh, in the, you know, on a 70% female audience, you know, you, you make some adjustments. All right. So, uh, Dr. Oz, you know, crudite. What the hell? His audience, you know, they uh, they probably on Good Morning America, they might have crudite. Okay, let's move on. Issues now that's left. The only issue is a lingering issue of auditory processing. How many of you have two gigantic ten mansions? Who believes Senator Casey? This audience is so desperate for some sort of applause line. If I, as they watch the horror of this man's brain misfire. If I would be so lucky to serve with Senator Casey. No one takes no one takes a clown serious. Yeah, yeah, that's what you are. But give a clown a vote, and then that's serious. Because again, abortion is on the ballot. Yeah, okay, great. Abortion's not illegal. Whatever. There are states you can go. Whatever. Dr. Oz can't even answer the question. What do you say about abortion? He won't give the answer. He speaks like Tarzan or Tonto. Yeah, you tell him, John. Uncomfortable. Brain, brain broken. Send me. Send me to D.C. Hey, hey, just end this rally, for God's sake. Get a little bit more from John Fetterman. Yeah. Eliminate the filibuster? Yeah. Yeah, the filibuster. We don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, get rid of it. No, no, no. He meant to say Washington, D.C., but he said New Jersey. He's done that a bunch of times. Back to New Jersey? Yes. Send me to D.C. for you. Yeah. Yeah, John Fetterman. He's awesome. Yeah, John Fetterman. Vote for the brain-addled guy with a big lump on his shoulders and the tumor. Fetterman. Of debates, he's not a fan. But now John has to go, guilted by the Rob Carson show. He gave, he caved in Fetterman. They're going to do it two weeks before the election. Fetterman, Fetterman, there has to be a better man. 
A debate he'll do just one. After that, he'll be done. He toast. Don't bet on better man. When they get on the stage, Oz will mop up the floor. And then better man, they will show him the door. There's the door. Better man, better man. Left of David Letterman. Late term abortion, he'll support. His work history's very short. Look out. Look out. Don't vote for better man. Now he was uh, he was barely going to run for governor, and his uh, his uh, uh, his lieutenant governor was going to be the lump on his head, right there in the back. He's going to paint like a senior Winces talking, and he could do like you know. You ever seen like really big people when they're bald and they look like a six pack of hot dogs in the back of their neck? He just got a big old growth back there and uh, I think it talks to him it says no no it's not New Jersey we're going to Washington D.C. oh yeah unk Tom Mungani oh, oh yes good bad oh yeah oh this is pretty good and I, and I mentioned this earlier and I know it's been enough time on this because um, I'll just say that um, uh, if you are a doctor who performs transgender surgeries on uh, children under the year uh, the age of 18 uh, if you are um, working at a hospital like that, uh, if you are one who would uh, give children uh, puberty blockers, um, and if you are a parent who would uh, subject your children to this because they're throwing a tantrum because they're not popular in school and the only way they can be is to either be some sort of oppressed group, whether it be gay, whether that be bi, whether that be cis, not cis. No, cis are evil. You guys are all racist or whatever the hell. Uh, but if you're uh, non-binary, uh, if you're, I've seen this happen, my, you know, some of my daughter's uh, uh, classmates, they've done the kind of the same thing. No transgenderism yet uh, in Olathe, Kansas. But uh, but anybody who's done that, anybody who's down with uh, 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 doing the uh, double mastectomy on uh, uh, girls before they become women, uh, female or male mu- uh, genital mutilation, uh, facial feminization and masculinization, hormone treatments, puberty blockers, the whole deal. Uh, if you do any of that, if you do that to your kid, uh, you need to have your child removed from your custody. I believe that 100%, 100%. What the hell is wrong with you? But he's threatening to kill himself. I, you know what? Get the kid some help. But if you go down this highway, your kid who's depressed anyway will complete the job after they become transgendered. Because it won't solve anything. All it will do is they will come out on the other side as a horrifically muted, uh, mutilated adult who can't have children. And they made that decision when they were adolescents. Dear God in heaven, I don't know what my daughter wants to do for a living. I don't know where she wants to go to college. Why in the hell would anybody say that an 11-year-old who's a little girl who wants to be a little boy would say, okay, let's do that. And we'll talk about what school you want to go to when you're a junior. I'm just going to tell you, this cannot stand. There have to be laws passed and people punished. And any surgeon who took a little girl and removed her breasts right as she going through puberty and put her on puberty blockers and sliced a big part of her arm off 
to become a faux penis or a little boy who has his manhood severed and the outer skin made into an artificial vagina. And that's all real. I hate to be graphic, but that's what it's all about. And by the way, most of the time they experience horrific side effects, infections, and other things. And then on the other side, they are as depressed as they were before, but now they're just horrifically mutilated. Transgender Health Group uh, removes the minimum age guidance for genital mutilation and chemical castration. The top transgender health group, World Professional Association for Transgender Health, removed a section about a minimum age for beginning transgender treatments in its new guidance. A correction issued September the 15th by the group to the International Journal of Transgender Health, in which the uh, original guidance was published September 6th, removed sections on suggested minimal ages for gender-affirming medical and surgical treatments for adolescents. The age at which children may start receiving permanently damaging cross-sex hormones was lowered from 16 to 14. Genital mutilation surgeries were lowered to 17. Uh, would you let your daughter get married at 13? Why would you allow her to have her breasts removed? It's because you're a terrible parent and you need your child removed. And somebody needs to raise your child. And you need super, supervised visitation. I mean, honestly, and if you, if you are the other parent who's like, no, that, we can't do that, honey, but I'm going to go ahead and let you do your thing. You let your, what this is, is this is Munchausen by proxy, except for uh, it's a different way to do it. Munchausen by proxy is a, is a disorder uh, largely uh, with women. I'm not saying it's all woman thing, but Munchausen by proxy is the, is the way that a woman, a mother, will get attention for herself by making her child desperately ill with uh, faking cancer diagnoses while poisoning them. It happens. It happens uh, frequently, actually. So that's what this is. Uh, genital mutilation surgeries lowered to 17, mastectomies lowered to 15, breast augmentation, masculinization for feminizing facial surgery, uh, surgeries lowered to 16. Um, this, this organization, um, Josef Minkla, is looking up from hell going, man, I never even thought about that. I mean, while we were experimenting with the Jews, I mean, well, I never even would have thought that people would actually say they would uh, actually let them, uh, the parents would actually let us do this. <laughs> I mean, wow. That is remarkable. Sorry, I had to cough again. Although no specific age is mentioned, the guidance still reads chest masculinization, double mastectomy. Surgery can be considered in minors when clinically and developmentally appropriate as determined by a multidisciplinary team experienced in adolescent and gender development. Uh, yeah. The guidance also suggests that persons may benefit from receiving a vaginoplasty, the uh, uh, removal of the penis and creation of a pseudo-vagina from the tissue before the age of 18. This has to stop. This cannot be made normal. We cannot facilitate this in any way, shape, or form. And for anyone to criticize me or anyone else for saying what this is, which is an aberration, which is a... a uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. It, it is the worst thing that a human being could probably do to another human being. But if you call me uh, transphobic for that, well... You can suck it because uh, nonsense, nonsense. All right. Uh, yeah, I know it got a little heavy there, didn't it? But you know what? I'm here to defend children. Uh, and honestly, and I'm also here to end all this crap, all this insanity that's going on by design in our country. I'm here to help end it. And I know you want to, too. 
Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Yeah, there you go. If you're in Ontario, Canada, you could be a high school teacher and you could wear gigantic uh, prosthetic breasts. Yeah, I saw Tucker talking about this last night. There's this uh, this guy calls himself uh, Kayla Lemieux, and he wears these giant uh, uh, prosthetic breasts because it's a fetish, by the way. It's not because you're a man. It is a, a, f- a sexual fetish. Uh, it is uh, wearing large breasts. It's called, like, milk porn or something weird like that. I don't know what it was. But he's literally going to uh, class every day, and he's wearing tight shorts, and he's wearing fake breasts and acting like a woman uh, because he gets off on it. And uh, if I were a father at this school, I would probably do what most people would do when your child is uh, approached by a sexual predator, and that is I'd beat the snot out of this guy. I'm not certainly promoting that. But honestly, uh, if the school is going to allow a pedophile to uh, be with my child, um, then the pedophile in the school are going to pay a cost for it. Certainly not, uh, not violent. But that's the way we used to settle things when pedophiles tried to go after your children. I'm sorry, the cough is getting me here. I want to have a little fun here. Uh, I got to tell you, this is pretty funny. Uh, I've been following this story for a couple of days. I think it's hilarious, and it's a, it's an older woman. I think she's marvelous. Uh, I think that she's. Uh, uh, you, ever, you ever when your your parent or you know somebody tries to be cool and they're really not? I'm sure my kids think about this all the time. But there's a woman, she's running, she's a Republican candidate for Utah State Senate, and her name is Linda Paulson, and she decided to uh, maybe uh, to attract the younger demo. She would. Uh, she would create a jiggle for her campaign, uh, uh, and, and she's like in her 60s, and uh, she decided to do a rap. And it is as uh, cringe-worthy as you, could, uh, as you could possibly imagine. Here's a little bit of the, uh, of the audio. Got the Casio keyboard in the background. District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate uh, this year. Grandma, you're embarrassed. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Uh, well, mm. God and family and the Constitution. C- I tried to get another conservative to run. Yeah. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I don't know if it's a good I'm idea. pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police. Uh, the good. right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I'm not I sure. want less government. Control and regulation oh want to stop and expose all political corruption with mm. integrity, morality, accountability. Can you make cookies? Government what? programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as the fundamental unit of society. You know, uh, uh, Mom, I, I know it's kind of a big deal for you to do your rap song uh, at Christmas. Um, but maybe, maybe not this year. I, I I'm just saying, okay, all right, that's fine. Whatever, whatever. So there's this guy online. He's a conservative rapper. And his name is C.C. Bryson. And he decided to help, uh, he tried to help her out a little bit. Uh, Linda Paulson. And I'm not meaning to disparage Linda Paulson at all. Don't get me wrong here. It's just there are some things that are not in your wheelhouse. I, I wouldn't do a rap song, for instance. But here's what uh, this rapper did. My name is Linda Paulson. Here we go. Republican and awesome. Right. Love God and family and the Constitution. Okay, here we go. Linda, I got you. Hey, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. 
Uh, that was pretty sweet. I'm not even a big rap guy, but I might even attempt to download that on my Spotify workout, uh, you know, with Dad Rock account that I have. Awesome. All right, let's take a break. Come back, wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. I just got an email from my producer, Ken Decker. He says that uh, uh, I have been convicted, not convicted, accused of uh, tumor shaming, uh, lump shaming with regard to John Fetterman and the lump on the back of his head. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Yeah, there you go. I'd sooner vote for the lump, actually. Uh, you could make the lump in charge instead of your head. Then you might have my vote there, John Fetterman. Guys, have a glorious day. God bless you. I'm going to go recover from this uh, funk that I have. Uh, have a glorious day, and I will be back same time, same place tomorrow. Make sure to check out the podcast, newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. In the meantime, don't catch the stupid. See you tomorrow.